And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I am here with two very special guests. And one of them is just looking at me and probably not going to be talking because we're talking about therapy animals with founder and president Victoria Smith of Visiting Hooves. And that's visitinghooves.com. Victoria, welcome to the program. Thank you. We are so excited because you are going to be sending, you have bunnies, which we are here meeting Topaz, which is one of her therapy animals and therapy bunnies. And if you look at the website, go to visitinghooves.com, that's H-O-O-V-E-S.com, you will be able to see these amazing animals that she has, that they're all either miniature therapy horses or therapy bunnies. And I didn't even know there was such a thing as therapy bunnies. So I'm so excited. How, you know, how, first of all, just briefly, how did you get into this work? Uh, Originally, I had miniature horses Mm -hmm. and both of my parents passed away within 18 months of each other. And the last days that I went to visit them, they were in the nursing homes and I would come out of there in tears because it was so sad. There were so many people sitting in the nursing homes that no one came to visit, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they were in memory care. And it was just so sad. And so after my parents passed away, I started looking into um, if animals could come and visit people in the nursing homes. Right. And because I already had the therapy horses, that was a logical solution. So I, it just sort of like snowballed from there. I got the therapy horses uh, been doing the visits for two years, and mm-hmm. then I also added the bennies. Well, I think that's just incredible because obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, it's so needed. And this is why we do the 12 Days of Goodness is really about um, raising awareness as to the senior loneliness that is out there prevalently. And, mm-hmm. you know, really, you took it upon yourself to to make a difference, to do something about it. And, you know, this is what we're trying to encourage everyone to be more mindful of what can they do. And, you know, we have some suggestions on the website, but oh my gosh, there's so many things that people can do. And we are so blessed because you are going to be visiting um, senior communities while we're doing the 12 Days of Goodness, and you have a full schedule on your own. So we always say we're doing 31 events this year, but you've got like about 20 events on your own (laughs) (laughs) that you're doing. And of course, most of the visits that you're doing with, um, in you're going into memory care, Mm -hmm. um, which is really... um, you know, such an important area to visit. And of course, a therapy animal does so much more than than a human being does in certain cases when a senior or, you know, their lives have gone into stage, you know, four, five, six Alzheimer's dementia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, right. Tell me, Victoria, about what happens on a visit when you when you go. Uh, usually if, uh, when I'm going, okay, if I go into a facility, we usually do the, the regular rooms first Mm -hmm. and then we go to the memory care section and which is my favorite section. And a lot of it is because every visit is a new experience (laughs) for the seniors. And we come into the room and lots of times the seniors are just sitting there. They're Mm -hmm. in their wheelchairs. They're looking down. A lot of them are asleep. And they're not reacting to anything around them. Mm-hmm. Well, when the horse walks up, um, they will look up, and it's almost like a, this look of surprise. 
and their face lights up, they smile, they'll laugh, they'll put their hands up on either side of the horse's face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes they'll kiss them on the nose, they'll lay their heads on their foreheads, or they'll reach up and just play with their, their mane or their forelock. And I don't exist. I'm just standing there. I'm the assistant right. to the horse. Mm-hmm. And um, um, in fact, lots of times they won't even look at me. But they they have, it's like they're on their own little wavelength, the horse and the, the senior. And I've just seen some absolutely remarkable interactions between mm-hmm. the horse and a lot of people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Well, and, you know, we get to sometimes see these stories on the Internet. <clears throat> and so many more... Um, you know, types of organizations are using therapy animals. Like I, I remember, of course, I have a golden doodle. <clears throat> and of course, golden doodles are really well known for being therapy animals. Now, is my golden doodle? Uh, it's like, no, she's, I haven't done that yet. I would love to someday. But the thing that's so amazing about an animal is how much they can reach people. And it's it's really about that non-threatening um, completely, you know, mm-hmm. um, the ability to just connect with another being without having to do anything or be anything. And I think sometimes the stress of a situation, especially if someone has advanced stages of dementia and Alzheimer's, it, and, you know, a new individual or whatever, it mm-hmm. almost causes them to shut down when they meet a new human being, um, which, you know, they want familiarity. But when an animal comes in, it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like that deep core of knowingness that there's no expectation that there's you know that it's just about being and they and you know that's a primal um you know understanding about our human um intellect right Mm -hmm. is that beingness and we get so busy we forget to just be and yet you know that's oftentimes what happens with the the escalation of alzheimer's and dementia and so Mm -hmm. to have that ability to go in and connect your crew with um, with these seniors is going to be such a special opportunity to see. So how many in total um, you have, how many horses and how many um, bunnies do you, is in your, I guess what we call it in your, how do you call them your program? In your program. There you go. Uh, I have five miniatures, uh, four are therapy horses and the fifth is rather large. She's a little too big to go into facilities, so she's for uh, special needs groups with, like, Got teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four that I use are very small. There's uh, a 27-inch mare, a 28-inch gelding, a 29-inch oh gelding, and a 32-inch mare. And then of the bunnies, I have four, and one is the one that's here in the the studio, uh-huh. little Topaz. Oh, that's she's so sweet. A, she's uh, a year old. She only weighs three pounds. She's my major therapy bun. And then there's Rusty, who weighs about nine pounds. He's mm-hmm. a big Rex. And then there's two little hand-raised babies that, uh, well, I say babies. They're now five months old, and they weigh seven pounds each. I, oh, my goodness. They're and, huge. Yes. And, compared to Topaz. Yes, and they will end up about 12 pounds each. They'll be doing, uh, they'll start therapy work in January. Oh, my goodness. So we are talking to Victoria Smith. She is with Visiting Hooves, H-O-O-V-E-S, dot com. And, you know, what, I guess, if somebody wants to hire a therapy animal, what do they go through? What what kind of, what what are their expectations? Uh, if you mean to bring to a facility, mm-hmm. they want an animal that is very quiet, 
mm-hmm. uh, isn't going to hurt anyone. That's the major thing. Major thing, yeah. Um, uh, for instance, okay, my favorite horse is Chicky, and she's the one that her specialty is memory care and hospice visits. Mm-hmm. And she is probably a perfect therapy horse example. Mm-hmm. For instance, when you lead her up to someone that's sitting like in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. which most people are, and they have stocking feet, right. she stops about two feet away, and I have to say, step up, step up. And she takes little tiny steps with her oh. feet to make sure she never steps on anyone. And she has, in two years of doing visits every week, she has never stepped on anybody. That's amazing. Then... They ha- the therapy animal has to stand still. I'm, t- I'm talking about horses right. now. Stand still, uh, not react to anything like if, uh, say, someone in memory care gets excited and right. reaches up and grabs their ear or whatever. Right. Uh, they're not going to pull away and overreact. If someone comes up behind them unexpectedly and bumps them with their walker or their right. wheelchair, they don't move. They don't kick. They uh, they don't overreact. They have to be really desensitized right. to everything, sounds, sights, That means you everything. have to work a lot with them oh, to yes. get them trained. Yes. That's incredible. That is incredible. And so, you know, imagine everyone, the fact that we're going into 20 different, well, locations total. Some of them, which is interesting, is you're going to be going from, you know, the big party, like, for example, our kickoff event in Kent and then you're going to be having to switch gears and do mm-hmm. um, the memory care. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of an interesting thing for a service animal to recognize mm-hmm. the energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when you go into a, a big, uh, like the kickoff celebration, mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of noise and people and milling around and want mm-hmm. people wanting pictures taken with the horse and everything. And so, of course, you need a horse, again, that is very quiet, right? not overreactive. But then to change and go into the memory care, that horse has to be be able to switch gears, like you're saying, and be very quiet and just walk along. And if he has to stand in the hallway and not do anything mm-hmm. for 10 minutes, that's fine. They have to do that. And, of course, the big question everybody's going to ask is um, they're potty trained that you, mm-hmm. you train them also <laughs> to do that. I think that's an important thing to share with everyone, that they can hold it. Yes, uh, my horses are trained <laughs> to hold it up to two hours. Amazing. Uh, in two years, we've had a couple accidents, but that was only because we did two facilities in a row, and the horse didn't have time to right. to go potty in the trailer because that's what they do. They uh, they're sawdust in the trailer and they use that mm-hmm. as their bathroom. Mm-hmm. Wow! So I am very excited. You're going to be um, at our kickoff event. Um, we're also going to bring you to Ballard Senior Center where. Um, you, if you want to take a look at Victoria's um, host, horse, we're going to be using Dakota, though, this year mm-hmm. for 12 Days of Goodness. And um, Dakota will be at um, Ballard Senior Center, and that's with Steve Rabel and um, Norm Mr. Automatic Johnson. Um, so that's there's some pretty big names. And then, of course, um, our big event for veterans down in DuPont um, on the 16th of December. And then also at the Bellevue Senior Center, um, she'll be there on the 20th. And then the grand finale event on the 22nd. So, Victoria, we're so thrilled that you've come to share. And if se- somebody needs to reach you, again, is, is your website the best, best place to go? Yes, all the information is there, address, phone number, email. Well, I am so thrilled 
that you're here and go to Visiting Hooves. That's Visiting, H-O-O-V-E-S dot com. And we look forward to working with you for the 12 Days of Goodness. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm loving it. (laughs) Really looking forward to it. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.